Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nettling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring topics and guests that will empower you to grow your business and take it to the next level. Today, I am with Noah Hutton, and let me tell you a little bit about Noah. So he says that he is a storyteller at heart, passionate about capturing and sharing the unique narratives of people and brands through stunning photography and video content. My goal, or his goal, excuse me, is to help you stand out in crowded digital space by creating captivating visuals that authentically reflect your brand and message. In addition to his work behind the lens, he loves connecting with fellow entrepreneurs and creators through his podcast, The Rest of Us. Through candid conversations and meaningful insights, he shares stories of those who are making a difference in the world, in their respective fields, and inspiring others to do the same. I chose for our episode title to be How to Start, Grow, so How to Start and Grow, a competitive business, how to start and grow a competitive business. Who doesn't want to do that, Noah? Everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Oh, so nice to have you. And, you know, when I read that you did photography, when I was in middle school, high school, I started to get in, into photography. And then as I had my children and time at that time, we didn't have cell phones or mm-hmm. they were huge. <laughs> yeah. So photography kind of went to the back door. And now my daughter, my youngest, has all my stuff but mm-hmm. and has taken that up. But I just think capturing moments is just a great way. And even whenever I coach people on their PowerPoint slides and things, it's like, lose the words. Give mm-hmm. me pictures because Absolutely. pictures tell the story so so much better absolutely yeah i 100% agree yeah so we always start with an easy question for you tell everyone where you're calling in from what part of the country do you live yeah so i'm from warsaw indiana it's like northern indiana kind of near fort wayne south bend goshen that kind of area south bend yes i think That's near Notre Dame, right? Yep, that's where Notre Dame is. Yep. (laughs) Yes, I had a cousin who went to Notre Dame, so I remembered going to South Bend. Yep. So, you youngster that you are, how did you decide to start your business and take this path instead of going into the world of corporate, or did you do corporate for a little bit? 
Yeah. So coming into college, my plan was always to go the nine to five route. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, but I was going to go the nine to five route in some way. Um, and I always kind of had the dream of starting my own business, but it was kind of like making making money with a camera is really hard, no matter how, whichever mm. way you do it. So um, it was kind of like a maybe one day thing or maybe I'll just do it on the side as a hobby type thing. Um, but as I got towards my senior year and that kind of crept up on me, I was like, oh, now's the time where I started applying for jobs and I started trying to get a job. Um, and all throughout my senior year, I was applying for jobs um, and I didn't get a single. I got two interviews total, but not really a single anything that was uh, meaningful or mm-hmm. something that I thought really could become a career for me or even just an offer. I didn't even get an offer out wow. of college. Um, and so that was really hard uh, to kind of deal with and handle with throughout the summer. And so I always say that starting my business was kind of out of necessity, but also just something I always wanted to do. And I just kind of did it a little bit earlier than I expected. Mm-hmm. So um, July came and that's when I really kind of made it official. I was like, I'm done applying for jobs. I would apply to some here and there. I found a good good one that I was interested in or if it was in a location I was interested in. But by July and August, especially, I was kind of done with applying for jobs. Um, I decided to just go focus on my business. I'm, I was living at home. I still am living at home now. Um, and decided that, that was the route I was going to go. Um, I got a little bit of traction around that time with a couple of clients and a couple of real estate uh, agents are in the area. And so I was like, I guess we're going to do this thing. And so I started to do this. Um, and especially by December, excuse me, December into January, um, in this year, especially I'm kind of seeing that this is now like the route I'm going to take. I'm not, mm-hmm. I have no interest in going back to the nine to five. I'm at the point where I see a lot of traction in my business and I can see it really growing um, and finding things that I really enjoy. So I'm, I've gotten to the point, especially now where I was, I'm not even considering applying to jobs anymore. But if you asked me like five, six months ago, I was still in that mindset of like, when I didn't see any money coming in for my business, I was like, do I need to hit the job application boards again? Do I need to start looking for a nine to five because this isn't working out. But now, thankfully, um, through a lot of support and the community and just people around me, I've, I've gotten to a point where um, I do see a lot of traction in my business and I'm really excited to see it grow. Awesome. It's the role of the entrepreneur. You're always, yes, I got stuff. No, I don't. Have yep, exactly. <laughs> Especially in the creative business. That's kind of how it is. You're either really busy yeah. or you have nothing going yeah, on. Yeah, that's right. So I was wondering, um, in the photography that you that you do for some real estate do mm-hmm. you ever incorporate drone photography yes yep. yeah i uh, so actually kind of funny story on that so a drone was actually the first purchase i made for the business even before i bought a camera so i had a drone before i bought a camera because i knew drone was it's necessary for any real mm-hmm. estate i always say to agents well actually in my business with the, my base package for real estate for like the smallest houses that i shoot Every house gets drone. Actually, at every every uh, level, every house gets drone because I think it's necessary. Unless I can actually like not fly in the area, like mm. power lines, or uh, I'm near an airport or something like that. If I can fly the drone, I'm gonna fly the drone and showcase either the area around the house or the actual house itself because I think it's so necessary for real estate these days. Um, it also helps a lot with if houses that are on hills um, or yeah. just like if the if the driveway has any sort of a uh, slope to it I will shoot the house with the drone as opposed to my camera um, so yeah the drone has been critical to my business um, and it was the first purchase I made uh, for my business yeah uh, you you get such a, a great perspective of 
the yard and and you know just, absolutely uh, the, as you said just like the area where i am it's got all of this green belts and things and uh, you know that's what sold me on the house yeah but uh, if i was like in another state trying to figure out where i wanted to live that would be something that i would be interested in seeing absolutely yeah the, the most recent house i shot was on 22 acres and so that mm -hmm. was kind of like drone was almost you had to have it for yeah. the house to showcase um they had a big pond in the backyard they had a massive like front mm -hmm. they had like a front yard and then they had like a whole like section of front yard that could be in a whole nother like plot for a house basically wow. um so it was a really really big house on a lot of land and so drone was pretty much necessary we did photography and video for that one mm -hmm. um and drone was critical especially like just showing the scale of the property because you really yeah. couldn't it's like off the off the road quite a bit, so you really couldn't see it. So mm -hmm. definitely the drone helped a lot with that one. Awesome. So what is the most challenging part that you have overcome or felt in this early stages of your business? Yeah. So um you know, it doesn't may not seem like it with how I'm talking now, but I'm very much an introvert. Um, I do not like going out in front of like big crowds or big groups of people and talking. It's not one of my one of my strong suits for sure. So um I always tell the story. It was actually just past this past December. I got invited to a bunch of real estate Christmas parties. It was brokerages, it was uh organizations around the area, associations, things like that. And I would walk in the room and I was just gonna stand there and wait for people to talk to me because mm -hmm. I just I did not like it. I'm not a not a big party guy i don't want to like i'm not great at walking up people and just starting conversation i've gotten a lot better at that, at that now but i'm still not my favorite thing to do so this year really i've made it a big priority of mine to go to as many events as i can go to as many in-person meetings as i can meet people just talk with people that's part of the reason i started the podcast but also just in general meeting people, getting comfortable mm -hmm. with talking in front of people, presenting to different groups of agents and just talking with people like that. Um, it's been a, it's been such a game changer in my business, the networking aspect and just getting in, out in front of people. Mm -hmm. Because when I started my business, um, and I don't think I started it in a bad way necessarily, but I was strictly cold calling and cold emailing. I started to go into offices a bit, but that was really just like talking to the front desk person, dropping off right, cards. So it wasn't right. even like really like engaging with a lot of agents. Every once in a while I would, but not really. And so I was strictly like keeping myself in the background, talking to people over the phone, getting hired that way. And I did get some gigs that way, but I've really only seen my business grow a lot when I started to step out of my business, out of my yeah. uh, comfort zone, um, yeah. network more. I joined some networking groups here in the mm -hmm. area, um, going to events, joining associations, things like that, and actually going to those events and engaging with members, proactively reaching out to current members and current leadership. And asking them like how can i make the most of this situation um because i don't want to be in a position again where i'm like trying to just kind of get by without talking to people because i just don't see any growth I, there's no growth opportunity in that in that way of doing business well you're not alone and that's what i do what i do yeah <laughs> so we'll absolutely talk. yeah so how you're you're a younger person and there are a lot of people from young and old from the last three years that have reevaluated what they wanted to do. What advice would you give someone that's just starting out? Um, I would say a couple things. One, you have to put in the work. There really is no other way around it. You have to just put in the time 
make the jump, honestly, I think that's one of the biggest things that I got as advice. Um, it was from another type of business coach that I talked to. And it it was at a point where I was kind of like, yeah, I have a part-time job here, um, kind of in the area I'm working in, but not really. And then I have my business. And I finally like took the jump of like, okay, this is my last day at the part-time job. And I'm going full-time on May 5th, actually, is my last day. So that was my biggest thing was making taking that jump and going full time. But if you're not in a position financially or personally to take the jump and go full time, I would say put in the hours, put in the hard work. Um, and also recognize that it's a long term type of growth opportunity. It's never gonna be a quick, you know, like you see all the time, especially like for for me on TikTok and all these other platforms, you see a lot of like quick get rich quick kind of things. Yeah. You're like e drop shipping and e-commerce. And there's not to say there isn't money in that, but generally, if you really want to do entrepreneurship right and get a lot out of it, it's really important to have that long-term mindset and recognizing that just because you make one mistake now, it's not going to just completely be catastrophic mm-hmm. to your business. I make mistakes every day. I, I make, you know, reach out to people in the wrong way, or I, I have emails that don't go a certain way or things like that, but it's never like the end of the world. I always have to kind of understand that, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't get that one client, but I'll get the next one or... I didn't, these five cold calls didn't go that way, but that sixth one got me a, a real estate uh, agent to work with. So I think that's a couple of things is a, take the jump. If you can go full time, just put all your time into it. If you possibly can, and if you can't work really hard and recognize it's a long-term thing, because if you, if you're in the short-term uh, mindset, you're not going to have any uh, solid growth. Um, and that's kind of, so it's really hard to see, especially when you you have that you're starting out and you're not getting a ton of traction. That's something that I struggled with really early on. Was like I said, like I there was points around like September October where I, I applied to like five more jobs because I was like mm-hmm. I don't see any traction mm-hmm. in this. I'm not getting any um any work here. But it's important, you know. If I had just quit then, I wouldn't have had all the growth I had in 2023. And also in 2022, I was planting all these seeds, talking to people. And a lot of it is like I was working in the end of 2022. And one thing I've learned in business is the end of the year is really where not a ton of deals are made. Right. Um, and so what I recognize now and what I recognize towards the end of of the year was I met all these people in 2022 and now I'm working with them now. Yeah. And it was like, you know, we're reevaluating our budget for 2023. So we'll work with you in the new year. And I have a retainer client now that was like, we're done with everything in 2022. We'll work with you in 2023. And now we're working together in 2023. Um, or real estate agents. A lot of real estate agents kind of shut down in December because there's, especially where I live, there's not a ton of right. houses activity. being sold. And also, yeah, not a lot, a lot of activity and also just not great weather. So nobody mm-hmm. really wants to photograph their house during that time unless they really have to. So I, I had to kind of recognize like December is going to be rough. It's going to be not a ton of work. I have like maybe two or three shoots during December. Um, but all these seeds I planted, all these agents I met are really going to, it's going to pay off in 2023, mm-hmm. especially when this busy season, which is, you know, April into May is really when the busy season starts. So that's all because I planted these seeds in 2022 and agents I met this year, but especially the ones I met in 2022 have really helped me have some success this year. So recognizing that it's a really long-term game is really important and really hard to do but if you can do it it's going to be really fruitful for you yeah and you made some great points that it is those seeds that you plant that and it isn't a one and done most times 
especially yeah. when you're dealing with corporations and things, even, you know, the buying decisions of the, the homeowners, the, they take a while to make up their mind. Absolutely. And, and so you want to keep in their forefront, find ways to be um, top of mind. So they don't yep. forget you just because you gave them your card doesn't mean you never t- <laughs> send yeah. any notes. I, I have a guy that wants to buy our house and he, every month came by and said, are you ready to sell yet? Are you ready to sell yet? Yeah. And uh, I haven't sold yet, but you know, <laughs> at least yeah. I know that I'll probably call David. Yeah, yep, so definitely. Um, so how do you look at financial success and investment as a business owner? Yeah, that's something, again, I kind of go back to that long-term mindset of, especially when in, in the creative business, in the photography and videography a lot of your purchases are not just, you know, 50, 60 bucks, 100 yeah, bucks. They're so. like, you know, my my camera is $1,400. My a lens could be up to $2,200 yeah. or even more. A drone is upwards of $1,000 into $2,000, $3,000. Like all these are multi-thousand dollar purchases a lot of the time. And you're not making those all the time. But when you are, it's a big deal, especially when you're starting out, to drop that kind of money. And so it was really hard for me to pull the trigger on a camera, um, even though I knew the exact one I wanted and I knew the exact lens I wanted. Just the idea of spending that much money was so hard, yeah. but it's paid its back, paid it back in three, four or five times. If I look at the revenue I made with the camera and with the lens and with the drone, it's paid yeah. itself back three or four times easy. So it's really important, especially when you're in the creative business to, I always say, when you're buying like cameras and drones and things that buy the best thing you possibly can at your price range. If that is 500 bucks, then you have 500 bucks to spend and buy the best thing for $500. Mm-hmm. If it's 20 or it's $2,000, buy the best thing you can for $2,000. And if you have that mindset, you're going to be, have a lot better time financially because if you're, if you have $2,000 to spend and you budget that out, but then you go cheap on a camera or cheap on a lens guess what next year you're buying the same thing again because the mm-hmm. lens broke because it's not that good so it's really important to look at those purchases as investments um same with like a computer or um tripods things like that that are like they don't seem that important but if you invest in really good pieces of equipment mm-hmm. they're gonna last for five six seven years and like i know people that have tripods that they bought 10 years ago that they don't have still not replaced and they're 300 mm-hmm. bucks then and that's might might have been a lot of money then but yeah, it's 300 bucks it? they didn't have to spend for 10 years. So um, just in general, I look at it as very long-term investments and I try to spend the money when I can. So like an example would be a gimbal, which is like a stabilization device mm-hmm. for, for a camera. Um, those are pretty pricey, but I I kind of, I this is an example where I didn't spend the money when I should have. There, there was a $1,500 gimbal, which is like really good, really mm-hmm. interesting standard. And then there's one that's still really good but it's like a thousand dollars or seven hundred, I think. And I went with the seven hundred dollar one because I was a little less patient and I didn't want to save it for the fifteen hundred dollar one. But now I'm looking to sell the seven hundred dollar one and buy the fifteen hundred dollar one because I wasn't happy with that purchase. So yeah. that was an example where I didn't wait and I should have just waited and saved a little bit longer to get the better one because I knew the the better one's gonna last me a lot longer and do do a lot more for me. But I went mm-hmm. cheap and I went for the one that I could afford at the time. And it's, it's something that wasn't a good fit for me. So whenever I look at investment, it's always a long-term thing. It's really hard to make at the time, but it's going to pay itself back 
in you know 10 times 15 times over if you make those really good investments um and then just in, in general financial success is really hard to look at because you're constantly comparing yourself to other people that are maybe your age or around the same age and you're saying like well they're already making 100k they mm-hmm. already have a house they already have a car they have a family <laughs> they have all these things that you wish you had um but it's really important to keep your keep in perspective where you're at and where you've grown like i looked at my financials from last year compared to what I've already made this year. And like, it may not seem like a lot, but when you compare just what I've done, it is a lot. And so mm. I try to not compare myself to others and just look at what I'm already making this year as a lot more than what I made last year. Um, and just kind of keep that perspective because I do find myself looking at other people that are my age or younger even. Um, Cause on my, on my podcasts, I have people on that are younger, but they're doing a lot better than I am. And so it is really hard to look <laughs> well, at that, but <laughs> consider yeah. me, you know, I'm 65 <laughs> and you're not. <laughs> and, and so I have young people like you, but it's, you have to, you have to have that mindset. Piece. Mm-hmm. I think you also need to invest in, in yourself too. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Learn from big business. You know, when I started working, the company invested a lot in education and training and and coaching and then budget cuts that's the first thing that goes and mm-hmm. so as i became an entrepreneur i thought i know from all these years of working that i need to learn from the experts and mm-hmm. investing in myself will pay back you know yeah. in so why just a, like with your stabilizer thing if you get something that doesn't work well and you have to redo work yeah, absolutely. You know, that's not it's, good. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing I would say with just investment in general is time. I've found that time is extremely valuable. And also just also like meeting people in person for me has been really valuable. So yeah. I will put time towards that as opposed to, you know, meeting them over Zoom because it's quicker. Like there will be meetings. There was a meeting I took last week where I had to go all the way down to Indianapolis, which is like a two, two and a half hour drive. And I could really could have just told him like, hey, it's kind of short notice, not like convenient for me. Let's do it on Zoom. And it probably would have worked out the same. But I got to meet them in person. I got to talk about them. I got, I got shown around the property. And now I'm like working with them or at least potential in the future to work with them. And I, I don't know that necessarily would have worked out the same way. So I have always not only putting time into meeting people in person and going to these events and things like that and putting that time in, but also I'm constantly reaching out to people that I admire and in my work whether it's a photographer or a videographer mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. something like that. And I'm like, Hey, can I shout at you? I'm like, I'm doing this work in the future. I've never done this work before. Like headshots, for example, awesome. somebody was like, Hey, can you do headshots for me? And I don't really do headshots. I do more real estate. I do <laughs> yeah. events. I do things like that. Headshots are a little bit different. Yeah. So I reached out to the <laughs> photographer that did my headshots. Mm-hmm. And I said like, Hey, do you have any headshot sessions coming up? Can I go shadow you and nice. see what your setup is? Because you know, A, I respect her a lot and B, I want to be able to deliver the best value to Mm -hmm. my client because um, that's just, I mean, that's what you should be doing in all business. But so I'm putting in that time there to shadow the person to learn more about what they're doing so I can deliver the best quality quality product. That sounds awesome. So who or what has been the most influential step that you have taken to, and and I think it's more for me, a who has inspired you to do this entrepreneurship at you know at a young age yeah so i think 
in general it started out as something of necessity it was kind of like you know i have not, i can't do anything else i'm not getting hired anywhere and mm-hmm. i i need to do this but also um when i look at so there's a there's a couple youtubers in colin and samir um that i listen to a lot they have a podcast about being you know youtubers and being creative yeah. entrepreneurs and things like that and they talk about how like they've been doing it for 10 years and 2022 was the first year they really made any meaningful money on on like youtube and with the business that they had they had done like brand deals in the past and different things like that but 2022 was the year that they really got like a lot of success and like looking at that it's like they've been doing all this stuff for like 10 years or like seven years or whatever it was and they're only now getting success but they're doing amazing work so for me seeing that and hearing how they talk about their journey has been really inspiring because it helps me kind of put myself back in perspective of like I'm only 23 which feels old sometimes but it's really not and so it's really not (laughs) so as like looking at putting myself in perspective of like yeah things are not as great as I would want them to be right now but you know looking at the future of like I have time I can make the mistakes now I can learn now um, and grow my business there and it may take you know three or four years when I want it to take one or two but that's just how it is mm-hmm. same thing when I was entering the business I thought I would be where I am now back in like October yeah. and so that was a really hard kind of thing to swallow of like okay 2022 is kind of rough 2023 is going to be my year I'm really like working on the business, growing the business, seeing a lot of growth. And so, you know, looking at their journey, especially um, has been really helpful to me of keeping in perspective of it's a long-term play. You know, you make the mistakes early on, you don't have as successful of a piece of work as you wanted to, or something like that, but it's okay because you have a lot of time to work in your skills, get more uh, clients, get more work, grow mm-hmm. um, and get, uh, have a better, more long-term success business. It is the compound effect. And even entrepreneurs, whenever I, I worked for a large company, uh, a couple of large companies, and one of them was based on franchising. And, mm-hmm. and so any entrepreneur, franchisee, franchisor is really expecting three to five years till they make really any salary for themselves yeah. or whatnot. So as I think that always gives me peace if you will <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. oh, you know I, i'm not going to slack but i know that i'm not going to allow myself to get depressed if things are coming in as i know they will yep. because i'm laying that foundation and i think that's what yeah. you and all the young people need to remember too mm-hmm. it's time for us to go to the rapid fire so what video photo and video gear do you use daily? We talked about your camera and your drone. What else do you lug around? <laughs> yeah, so um, a piece. So I have my, I always have my camera, my lens, my drone, stabilizer, things like that. But a piece that I just recently got, I think I got it on Friday or Saturday. It was, it's gonna be a, a game changer for me as far as my work. I got like a, a screen that I basically mount on my, top of my camera um and it because my camera screen on the actual camera is like three inches it's really small Mm -hmm. i have glasses i have terrible eyesight so (laughs) i need this bigger screen and i think that's gonna really help me um just be able to see what i'm actually shooting as opposed to looking at the of the screen so that's a piece it seems so small but it's gonna be huge for what i'm doing which i'm really excited about um and the other thing that i'll say i'm just looking behind me at my camera equipment um I would say that the stabilizer honestly is probably one of the biggest pieces that I use 
because it's such a challenging piece to use. So I'm still learning how to use it effectively. Um, it's a really, it's just a really complicated piece to use because you have to balance the camera mm -hmm. on it and you have to be able to mount it correctly and it's mm -hmm. heavy. So you have to manage that. So just in general, all of that has been really challenging, but it also allows my work to be that much better because it allows me to get smoother video and things like that. So right. those two pieces I would say are game changing for what I do, but also challenging for what I do. And so that just helps me grow and get better as I do mm -hmm. my work. For sure. All right. So what are the top tools or strategies? I think um, would be a good word strategies to be strategic as a business owner. Yeah, I think um, one thing is just finding places to network. And I think mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing for me. I will always push networking as much as I can. And also like I really, so I worked my internship that I'm still working on now that I'm finishing up that I've worked in for the past two years was in nonprofit man uh, association management. Mm -hmm. So I will always push joining uh, those associations that are either in your expertise. So whether you're in, you know, if you're in meeting planning, join MPI or something like that, or if you're in, if you're a photographer, find a photography related uh, association, or even if you're not like I'm an event photographer. So I joined MPI as a affiliate member or a supplier member. So I can meet other meeting planners that yeah. I can work with. So I think that's the biggest thing is look at those nonprofit associations that you can join and network at or find networking events that you can go to in that way um, that you can meet more people and get more introductions because not only will you uh, meet the people, but you also build a trusting relationship with them, which is so big for referrals. Yeah. Um, and things like that. And the other thing I would say is join uh, a BNI group if you have one local. Um, that has been really, really important for what I have done. I remember looking at the investment to join the group, and it was a lot of money at the time. But I think I made like four times back the investment already, or three times awesome. back the investment already. So I would say join a networking group, join associations go to events, just get involved locally or statewide, nationally, mm -hmm. whatever you can, because that's really where I've seen the most growth of my business. Yeah, you should join the local chambers. Yes, cause... absolutely. The Chamber of Commerce as well. Mm -hmm. If it's if it's a good <laughs> fit for you, I would definitely join. Yeah, for sure. And so talk a little bit about your podcast as we end this last question. So what is the main focus of your podcast? Yeah, so my podcast is called The Rest of Us, and the main focus is talking to other young entrepreneurs about their journey, about how they started their business, and especially where they're growing right now. Um, one of the things that I saw when I listened to podcasts, which I listen to them constantly, I have one <laughs> in my ear all the time, and I, I just saw a lot of just, it's a lot of venture-backed businesses and a lot of big Fortune 1000, Fortune 500 CEOs, um, journalists, nothing wrong with that. Like They're all great. I love listening to all their content. But I just never saw people my age, especially and people in my position on podcasts, um, people that are still like cold calling for business or mm. still trying to grow and trying to get their first retainer client or trying to get to a point where they can pay themselves or pay themselves a salary that is financially sustaining for them. I never really saw that representation. Um, so I was and also just me naturally, it felt right to start a podcast because I also needed a way to create more that mm. wasn't just my work. Um and meet other entrepreneurs, which is mm -hmm. my favorite thing to do is have a conversation with an entrepreneur. And yeah. so this podcast has allowed me to do that and have a lot of great conversations with a lot of different people. Um, so I highly recommend everybody listen because uh, it's great for entrepreneurship and especially younger entrepreneurs. For sure. Uh, to me, 
I do in-person networking as well as uh, online networking. Mm -hmm. And to me, my podcast is the premier way to network. Yes. I have 30 minutes of your time. I get to know you. I talk before and after. And it, it's really a great way to develop not only uh, collaborations, but friendships. You know, I, I find people that I really click with and I would have never met them yep. if I hadn't had done this podcast and from all the way around the world. So it's yes. just a great, great way to do it. Well, I have enjoyed our conversation. It's time for us to warn those that are just listening that I'm going to share my screen. That means you need to run and get your paper and pencil so you can <laughs> grab the website information that I'm going to read to you. So we have the website for Noah is https colon forward slash forward slash www.noah dash Hutton, H-U-T-T-O-N.com. That's NoahHutton.com, Noah-Hutton.com. He is on Facebook. You can search NTH Productions. If you um, are pulling down the information that will be on my website as well as YouTube, you can see there's a link for Facebook, but it's got a lot of numbers and things that I'm not going to read. Uh, he's on LinkedIn at NTH Productions. He is on Instagram at NTH Productions. And I'm going to let him talk to you about the things that he can, you can find uh, the links on his website. Yeah. So on my website, uh, my main services are real estate media. So um both rentals, real estate, and architecture as well. Um, and then commercial media. So that's basically any video for business, whether that's interviews or social media content, podcasting, things like that. And then my other offering is event photography and event media. So if you, those are of any need to anybody that's listening, please contact me. You can find me on my website or the social media platforms that we just talked about. Um, and then also, if you're a younger entrepreneur or just an entrepreneur in general that is looking to have a good conversation, I'd love to meet with you and talk to you about your business. I'm going to learn more about it. So you can reach out to me again on any of those social media platforms or on my website as well. I'd love to talk to you and chat. And on your website, do you have a gallery of some of the um, photography that you've done? Yep. Yep. My awesome. website is basically my portfolio. So my real good. estate's on there. My commercial media is on there and my event photography is also on there. Awesome. So if you want to connect with Noah and uh, be able to either be on his podcast or see and connect with him to do some, have him do some work for you in terms of photography, please go to www.noah-hutton.com. Again, noah-hutton.com. Awesome. So it is time for us to say thank you very much for a great interview. You had wonderful information and uh, it's always wonderful to have a young entrepreneur. I, I, as you started this whole podcast, because I wanted to give people that were just starting out a way to connect with folks that will be able to grow their business and uh, learn from the mistakes of others, if you will. Um, as you said, no shortcuts, but still you um, can kind of smooth the way a little bit. So. Yep. Absolutely. And uh, as always, I remind everyone that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nettling signing off.
Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.